0: Hello, 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 everyone. And the Diva Docs are back with you on WDKK Radio. And we have a really amazing night tonight. All us girls, we're going to be talking about empowerment, surviving domestic violence and what a topic girls who wants to have something to say and of course we've got a special guest jenna sapia ruffin and uh just you know she was with one of the biggest voices in the last century, David Ruffin at The Temptations. And she was a victim at his hands. And uh, she's got a wonderful book out. And we're going to talk about her book and her experiences. So, anyway, I'm going to give it over to you girls. Who wants to go first?
1: Hi. Hi, everyone. This is Cherise. I'm glad we're in, what, our fourth week? Yes? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes.
1: Yes, our Mm -hmm. fourth week. Woohoo! So... Empowering through domestic abuse, Um, I I will put it out there. I was a victim of domestic abuse years ago, maybe about seven or eight years ago. Mm. And then um, I became strong enough, basically, to fight back. And because some women, I don't know, may be afraid of their abusers at some point in time. But I, I got the courage enough. Well, I was empowered enough to basically fight back and put my abuser behind bars.
0: Wow. Wow, wow. So, yeah, so
1: Basically, Great. it was a, a very tremendous experience for myself. Mm. Um, That's empowerment. Today, I can definitely talk about it um, because I look at myself where I was then and where I am now. So I'm in a marvelous relationship now, and um, I'm doing well.
2: I'm doing well. How wonderful. That's beautiful. Uh,
0: Sharice, that's mm -hmm. incredible. That is great to hear. It is. It is. And uh, you know what? I'd love you to tell when we have Jenna on about your experience, because I was actually talking to Jenna, and she asked, and I didn't know. She said, have any of you girls uh, been through domestic violence and I said look I'm not sure I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure so that would be awesome if if uh we could talk about this and thank you for sharing sure. thank you for sharing mm-hmm. now anyone else not a problem mm-hmm.
1: um here's yeah, Zakiya um I can actually say 10 years ago I myself was in an abusive I would think was more mentally uh mentally and emotionally
3: abusive Mm. than physical
1: although at times it did get physical but not you know to the point where you see on tv we always had mm-hmm. the vision of the movie burning bed
3: <laughs> uh, which You're is one pocket.
1: of the movies. i love that movie mm-hmm. i love that movie um you know it wasn't to that yeah. point but you know it it really it sometimes did get to you know blows me trying to get out of the house and you know, me being locked in a house mm. you know, with with the double locks that you can't get out without a key. Mm-hmm. So would lock me in the house and take the keys out the door so that I couldn't get out of the house. Mm.
4: Um
1: and it was, you know, because I was, you know, going through edu- going through my education process, I think that he was jealous of the fact that he always thought mm-hmm. that when I got educated I would leave him. Um and I was young, I I was an undergrad. Mm. Um you know, and I and I do remember, and I do remember getting out and saying I would never go through that again.
0: Wow. Um, but
1: I, too, have been a victim of that as well.
3: It's interesting that you say that, Mr. Kib, because I was a victim of, this is Angel, I was a victim of domestic violence um, <sighs> about 20 years ago, and it took everything in me to build up the courage to go seek a restraining order because I was afraid of what he or his family would do to me. Mm. And when I, I finally got to court, and I, I just remember standing there shaking tremendously, mm. and it was an overwhelming process going through the legal system. Yes, it is. The, the, the judge helped validate me in that moment of vulnerability, and he said, I think you should go to law school. And wow. i said i'm not i'm not smart enough to go to law school. I mm. was so broken down back then, and so the long story short he um it you know my my ex so to speak, I wasn't married to him, but mm.
4: um
3: my ex was very volatile and hostile in the courtroom as well, and the judge told him to sit down and shut his mouth and he you know he he got out of control a little bit but The bottom line is it gave me the power and within just to have that judge put him in his place. I felt like, okay, I'm not alone in this,
4: Mm -hmm. and that
3: inspired me to turn around and go to law school to in turn help other victims of domestic violence, Mm. and I ended up working in the district attorney's office in the domestic violence sexual assault unit, and then went into private practice helping others. But the reason I bring all of that up, I know the signs of domestic violence. I've been trained Mm -hmm. academically in the legal system for those factors and what to look for eventually forgive. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the cycle of domestic violence is that, you know, phase one is the tension-building phase. And then phase two is the actual act of the violence. And then phase three is the honeymoon stage where you make up and all the apologies are issued and you get back together. And, I, you know, I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I'm just going to be real here because mm-hmm. I'm hoping to, to empower other women mm-hmm. to not be embarrassed and to step forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, no matter how educated you are, no matter how professional you are, domestic violence crosses all barriers, all social and economic barriers. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, nobody mm-hmm. is immune. And... Um, you know I found myself just continuing to return to this abusive relationship and until it got to the point where you know I was being woken up at three in the morning being choked and having to fight to get him off of me.
2: oh my gosh um, mm.
3: and i and I didn't pursue a restraining order because I didn't want my business being made public and here I am on a radio show now but. <laughs> But um, I could see why people, you know, I never called the police on him. I never pursued a restraining order because it's just embarrassing to me as an attorney who teaches people about domestic Mm -hmm. violence to acknowledge that I was tolerating such behavior
2: Mm. in that
3: situation. Right. And it, it just got to the point where I had to cut all ties and not return calls and, um, I had to cut cut it. Wow.
2: Right. You had to say no, right? Yes, yeah. You had to cut
3: you it. Had to say, I, I, I care about myself more than I care about you.
2: Right, right. Mm. Mm. you know,
3: I it's like you lose to... respect for your abuser, but on the same token, you lose respect for yourself for staying with that person. And who is more important: respecting yourself or respecting the relationship? And I had to choose mm-hmm. myself. Mm.
4: Absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
3: Mm-hmm. I think I can add um, a little, this is Taylor, like I
1: can relate um, to Zakiya's story, like, and if this, you know, as I was thinking about the topic today, I think it's important to note that there are many types of abuse, so when people, they they center on physical abuse, but there's certainly mental, verbal, and psychological, so and you're absolutely right, and mm-hmm. I think um, my, I I think I've generally felt empowered my whole life but I think a big turning point for me was similar to Zakia. I wasn't hit or anything but um, I was in college in Texas and I was married at the time with my first husband and I was going to take exams one day and he took the car mm-hmm. and parked it somewhere Mm -hmm. And, you know, I made my way to school anyway. My You know, my professors, they said, take the test anyway. Mm -hmm. You can take it. I took all my exams. I passed all my exams. But when I returned home, I called my brother. I said, I'm shipping my stuff to you. And Mm -hmm. two weeks later, I was gone. And I think in that moment, I I found my power because had I stayed, Mm -hmm. um, I think it would have been an invitation to, an invitation to abuse like oh i did that i can do Mm -hmm. something else and i think at that moment i said no this is this is not going to happen and so i think you know your inner strength sometimes it does kick in sometimes it says stay give him another chance and Mm -hmm. instinctively i think just intuitive i knew i was like this is going to happen again not knowing really Mm -hmm. what was happening but i i know now that it was psychological Mm -hmm. it was it was still a type of control and, Absolutely. and, and I think, yeah. yeah, yeah, and so I think women also, women and men, because men can be psychologically and verbally and mentally and physically mm-hmm. abused mm. also. So I, I right. think the conversation, sh- you know, should be in, in large, like, don't think because you weren't beat with the bat and you had to do the burning bed thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, that your, your version of abuse is not important because all versions, um, you know, sometimes the, the mental and psychological can be much more, much worse than the physical because the mental ones, sometimes they never ever heal mm-hmm.
4: because mm-hmm. you think
1: no one, you think no one sees it. So you're like, Oh my God. Right. And like Angel said, I don't want to be embarrassed. I didn't care. Yeah. there were, you know, people are like, you just got married. I'm like, yeah, right. I'm out. Mm-hmm. You know, Taylor, <laughs> but- it sounds like
2: you knew in that moment that that was that moment was going to define the rest of your life. Mm. I what did it, feel so that. Made that's what it felt like. Is that is that like an accurate perception?
1: Yeah, it's very accurate because I and and it took it was a five minute talk with myself, and I'm like, mm. is this going to happen mm-hmm. again? And it's like I was trying initially. I was mm-hmm. like, should I? Wow. I was trying to make an excuse, mm-hmm. like, oh, he's mm-hmm. stressed out at work, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have exams. I'm stressed out, right. but I didn't do anything to mess up his mm-hmm. job. Right. So in that moment, in the, those really. I I would say second I made the decision I said I'm leaving and I meant it to myself Mm. and you know and I think the the power and connections is when I called my brother he didn't say well why are you leaving or what happened he just said okay this is the address so the the outreach and you know your circle certainly helps because Mm. he said oh I don't have room for your stuff I mean I might have Mm-hmm. taking a different road. So, you know, I'm right. so I'm thankful for my brother mm. for just being there and just being that avenue, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. I oh, love
0: him. oh, yeah. I, and, you know, mm-hmm. I also, when I was in my 20s, I went out with a guy and he was Italian. He was like, he thought he was mafioso. He was really cute. He was a few years older than me. And, you know, I was young and in love. And, you know, he... couple of times he... You know, because I... I was not the type that you could put into a box, (laughs) but he would try, you You know, he, he tried and you know, he, he was very controlling and he he was a very good looking guy, but very controlling and uh, you know, he'd like do whatever he liked, played up, did whatever he liked and you know, I just had, Hey, he didn't go out with me. So one time I went out with another guy (laughs) and it wasn't like anything bad. It was just, I went out to a club. As with a friend, but oh, it it, it was so. Uh, it, it hurt his pride, and that set him off. And oh, wow, that was that was scary. And one mm-hmm. time, and and I was in the car with him, and he pulled my head down, and he held a gun to my head. You know, oh, <laughs> held mm-hmm. a gun to my head, and I was like yeah. young at the time, and you know, he was, he thought he was Mr. Mafioso, you know, real real strong guy, and uh, you know, I thought I you know, I was scared of him, but I also, I loved him. And, you know, I, I, that relationship lasted three years, you know, on and off, but mm. it was three years and I wasn't, I didn't live with him, thank God, but he was crazy. And I think I was just too much for him. <laughs> he couldn't handle right. me, you know? So, cause I had that streak that even if I was scared, I would stand up to him and it would make him go even crazier, you know? So, huh? yeah. You know. I, I got I got past it, but um, you know, Michelle, did anything happen to you? And we we're, we're going to call Jenner in a second. But did anything happen to you? You know, I have to tell you, I, I'm
2: the answer is no. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I guess I'm the only person that, that I, I'm kind of feeling strange almost. Wow. Oh, no, the you should truth, not. The, the truth mm. is, um, I I think. Uh, you know, I know that this is very—it's an underreported event too. You know that when abuse happens, domestic abuse, it doesn't get reported mm-hmm. anywhere near as often as as it occurs actually. Right. And it usually and takes. And I think
3: that's why the form. statistics are skewed, mm-hmm. because right? Because a lot of men don't report their abusers either because of pride and other you know, social mm-hmm. factors. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So I don't and, think the statistics are accurate
2: yeah um i actually had the- the opposite of effect what would happen for me and and you know this is just being honest is um as i look back and even you know it is that men were often um afraid of me Uh, I don't know how to, not for the same reasons, not domestic abuse, but, but I, I never, I think there was a message that either I carried Mm -hmm. in life or something that it was just like no nonsense policy. Like it's not even Mm -hmm. an option, you know, like nothing is an option. And I I think, um, I think that that's what served me well, um, Working and doing internship in the prison with male inmates, too. That's crazy. Because mm-hmm. I I, it, I just never had an issue. It, it's, you know, there was just something that uh, I must have either communicated nonverbally. I, I don't know the answer to it. All I know is um, I often found that men uh, were either afraid to approach me. Maybe they, they wanted to but didn't know how to um but i i have not experienced um thank god domestic violence or mm. abuse and um you know i'm very grateful listening to all of you i i have to say that um i am usually a little more articulate i'm not stumbling like the way i am right now but i'm so overwhelmed with uh with all of you with all that you've all been through and I'm so grateful that you're all here and healthy and okay mm. and I think that's what yeah. that's what's in my heart right now right. is so
0: just- what I yeah. want to do is I've got Jenna waiting so why don't I Wonder- get her on the line and What I'm going to do is I'm going to play Angela's artist while we get Jenna online. And Jenna has a book out that we're going to talk about and, uh, you know, what she went through with the, uh, you know, being a survivor of domestic violence and, you know, everything she went through in life you know, it, she's just had a, a phenomenal journey. So I look forward to uh, her discussing. And I think she's going to be really interested that out of all of us, only one hasn't encountered domestic violence. Isn't that crazy? So, um, you know, even though I wasn't living with the person, I still, you know, had a boyfriend that beat me. <laughs> and, and you know, I got away from that, thank God, you know, but, but um, you know, she's going to be really interested in that. So Angela, why don't you intro your artist and then I'm going to put them on and we will uh, bring Jenna online. So go for it.
3: This is a song from Delaney Gibson from her latest album, Tall Like the Tree. It's called I Deserve Love and it's a song for victims of domestic violence or people who are struggling in an abusive relationship and encouraging them to get out of it. And understand your words. So enjoy the song. Wonderful. Wonderful. Exactly.
0: So everyone sit back and relax and we'll be back in a couple of minutes with Jenna. Enjoy. <laughs>
5: Finding it hard to even call you a friend. I don't know how we ended up like this. And all I wanted was your love and a simple kiss. And all our memories down a rushing stream. In my mind, they flow on by. Turn for my heart It's the thing that I cannot feel I know it's racing But I can seem to make it stop I wish that we could start again And turn back our clock Cause you were my rock But when we fight
0: diva docs and we have jenna sapia ruffin with us to talk about her journey her new book out and we're going to talk about empowerment and surviving domestic violence jenna how are you hello
6: hello is this Lisa?
0: yes it is how are you jenna I'm good. How are you doing? Oh, look, we are just thrilled to have you on. We really are. Yes. Mhm. Thank
6: you. Thank you. Thank
0: you for inviting me. Look, it's no problem. And I just wanted to say off the bat, when we were talking last night, and you asked me whether any of the girls in the group had been had suffered uh, domestic violence. We all just talked about it on air, and of the five girls and myself, all but one have encountered violence. Oh,
6: gosh. Did you have a chance to read any of the books last night?
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. And some of it was shocking. Mm Mm-hmm.
6: I know, I know. That's why I was trying to tell you. You can't really talk about it unless you have had the experience or ever read the book
3: because it's it's shocking, really. It is.
6: Mm-hmm. I know that. Mm-hmm. Now, can you tell
3: our listeners what the name of the book is and where they can buy it?
6: Yes, um, the name of the book is "Delivered from Temptation" by Jenna Sapio Ruffin, and um, the place to buy it is my website which is gennaruffin.com g e n n a not J, n.com now there's three ways on there that you can buy it you go to the page the, the tab at the top that says buy the book you can buy a copy directly from the author me signed personalized to you or to a friend if you're giving it for a gift and um, that's the only place you can get it signed. You can't get it signed online or in a brick-and-mortar store. Or if you just want to buy it from my publisher, which is Amazon, and there's a link on there for that. I mean, not, I mean, you can get it at Amazon. There's a link there. And my publisher, author house, you can also get it there, but it will not be signed.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone?
6: Jenna Russell-
0: Mhm everyone jennerruffffin dot com go get your book, and it'll be signed
6: <laughs>
0: so yeah well,
6: it can be signed, you have options,
0: mhm, oh.
6: so yeah.
0: Exactly. Okay. So so, so Je- I'm going to let the girls, because I know the girls have, you know, uh, some ideas about, you know, what they've been reading and sinking in. So, Michelle, if you want to start and, um, you know, whatever you want to ask Jenna and let Jenna, you know, uh, go with it. Mm-hmm. Sure thing.
6: How many
0: girls? How many girls are there? <laughs> they, we have six diva docs online. F- five and me. Yeah, hi. Mm-hmm.
6: hi. Hi. hi.
0: Hi. <laughs> hey. hi. Hi. Hi, hi. This is women power, empowerment at its best. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody's gotta do it. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and you are a great spokesperson, yeah. but I'm gonna let Michelle, if you wanna direct a question to Jenna. Sure.
2: Hello, Miss yeah. Jenna. Okay. And hi, Michelle. Hi. Um, first and foremost, um, I feel very blessed to be uh, on the other side here, listening to you and, uh, getting a chance to interview with you. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm very moved by your legacy and what it is you want to send to the world, um, with uh-huh. your message of empowerment Thank you. and, Thank um, you. you are so welcome. Thank you, um, for, uh, enduring and getting through and getting beyond because that sets an example for women around the world Mm -hmm. that they can overcome this and they can get beyond it. And, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's examples, Uh, people can say things, but it's the ones who do it, um, that uh, become the exemplification of empowerment and that's what you've done. So thank you for that. Um, I I can, I cannot imagine. Mm. Um, you know, with all you've been through, you know, one of the questions I, that came up for me is being where you are now and, and being on broadcast live right now with, with the listeners. Um, what advice would you give to women about signs? Things that, like perhaps, for example, things that maybe um, people might overlook. Mm-hmm. things that women may overlook that could have been warned that were signs of what could what was to come what could women yeah. look for to, to uh, you know that are dating on the, either dating or even if they're already in a relationship what are some yeah. of the subtler signs that would tell you you know this might this is trouble
6: well, I talk about that every time I do a public speaking engagement, which I'm available for just in case anyone's listening and has a venue. Um, one of the, Let me say one thing up front, which is not going to answer your question directly, but then I'm going to answer it, okay? Oh, mm-hmm. sure thing. Yeah. Um, I want to say something up front because I don't want to forget to say this and not get a chance to say it. In. and I'm, If you'll remind me, I want to say it again at the end of the interview. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I want to say, first of all, I mean this has been going on since the beginning of time, and it's time for it to stop. Mm-hmm. And, and how how is going to stop? What we're doing right now is uh, after the fact and uh, damage control. And it's all well and good because it's better than nothing else.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: But parents have got to stop abusing their children. Mm. Yeah. If right. they Lights. don't want to raise abusers, and first of all, they're raising boys that are abusers because mm. that's what the child, boy child, learns at the hands of his father. That's what happened to David. Mm. Now, mm. for the girls, mothers are raising and abusing girl children and teaching them that they have no self-esteem. hmm So you put the two together, and you get Jenna and David, and all the Jenna and Davids out there. So how is this really going to stop is the parents have to stop abusing their children. Now, I know there's a law now that was not in effect when we were raising our son, um, which should have been, because my generation, keep in mind I'm 70, my generation, there was no such thing as child abuse. That was just discipline your kid, beat your kid. And um, I, of course, have regrets about how we raise our kid. I'm alive to speak for myself. Um, I can't know if I imagine David would have regrets, too. I don't know. I can't even speculate, so I won't go there. But the other thing I want to say is that um, there would have been no way I could have pulled out of this nosedive, this emotional nosedive after the fact, after the relationship was over. Um, There was no way I could have pulled out of it. In fact, I was still in it for a good 15, 20 years in the emotional nosedive, without the help of God. I don't know who that's going to offend, and that's the way it is. I'm just telling the truth. Mm. Uh, I I hope it doesn't offend anybody, because everybody should have the luxury of having got in their lives because I could not have survived this, uh, otherwise. Um, and this girl just tweeted me a few minutes ago about how I was so strong and I could have never, nobody, you know, she couldn't have got through it. And I said, well, I couldn't have got through it either because, you know, without God's help. And she said, God gave you the strength because there's no way I could have handled what you did. You're so strong. I said, uh, you know, this is, God must have known I would have had the strength to live and tell the story. It, yeah. So,
4: mm-hmm.
6: you know, that's what I'm doing now, and that's what I do. That's why when Elisa asked me to be on the show, I said, got to be there. Yes.
4: <laughs> because so it's, my dream.
6: got to be there, mm-hmm. because it's... that's what I do. That's, mm-hmm. that's my assignment. Mm-hmm. Now, to get back to answering your question, because I do talk about that, and I do I was one of those people. Now look, we're all grown now, so we know uh, what stupid is. A stupid is as stupid does. Um, and back in those days, when I was a very young and naive girl, they didn't have, as I say in my book, there was no overshow show. There was none of these. There was none. Of, you know, no. They weren't even in the shelters then. Um, so whatever you learned, you had to pretty much learn by trial and error method, and um, and in some cases, you know, it was a matter of uh, you had no place else to go, like in my case.
4: Mm. Um,
6: but look, here's how it starts out: I was had an abusive childhood as well as did David. I did not find out about his childhood in detail until about five years ago, and that's when I released this book.
4: Mm.
6: Because my compassion for that little boy that he was as a child allowed me to forgive him
4: mm-hmm. and, cry
6: for, and cry for him. Mm. I don't justify or condone what he did, but I understand what, why he did. became the man he became. He had no decent model for a father. His father used to beat him with an Mm. eight-foot leather whip. Right. And his other brothers. And I say, thank God there was no whip in our home, only a belt. Mm. So uh, as for me, I had an abusive childhood. He had an abusive childhood. So when I came out of my childhood and into young adulthood and to my first apartment and to my series of relationships until I met David, um... Being abused was normal.
4: Mm. Being
6: being abused was being abused was love. Love was pain. Right. I did not know there was a difference. Matter of fact, I was thirty years old when I finally found out there was a difference, and I did not realize it on my own. My girlfriend told me this. This sounds really crazy, but this is. I, I know there's people out there, women out there. Let's be let's be honest. mostly it's women. Who are in relationships and they they actually are so confused that they don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's real.
4: Mm-hmm. So my
6: girlfriend, who lives a block over from us, I used to run over there all the time with black eyes and broken noses and crying and complaining. And finally one day she said to me, and she was my age, so I mean you know there was a norm, there was a normal thirty and there was an abnormal thirty. Mm. So she said to me one day, "You know that's not normal, don't you?" I, I said, "What? Uh, what do you mean? No, that's not normal." I was like, "Oh, well, my life changed in that instant right.
4: because
6: it—I did not know it—and wow, what a revelation!" Mm-hmm. So, so then, um, as I look back on things, though. I mean, David and I were together for um, – that was, that was the second time we lived together. The first time we lived together – oh, yeah, by the way, we were not married. I just adapted his name afterwards for the con- sake of the continuity for because we have a child and also as a tribute to him, and I never pretended I was married to him. He did all the pretending we were married. But nevertheless, the point is, the second time we lived together – And the first time we lived together, he did not get physically violent or abusive with me until, and of course we were off and on because we've all seen the movie and we know the stories um, that he left me three months pregnant for another woman, but we went through, we would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But um, even back in the early times, if I had known now, then what I know now, you're talking about these signs when he would say, Things to make me feel small. Mm. That was a red flag. Mm. When it. he would when, when he would say things um, that would make me feel less. That would make me feel bad about myself. That was a red flag. When he would talk to me uh, cr- cruelly and rudely and bully me verbally and emotionally. These were all red flags,
3: mm-hmm.
6: but I didn't know it.
3: And, you know, Jenna, there's and a power girls, control wheel. Huh? Have you seen the power and control wheel on domestic violence that references those points to look for?
6: No, no, no.
3: I have not. I've so done it all the hard Yeah. What you're saying is on this chart. And, and when I sit down with my clients, I and I'm. They're telling me their story. I start highlighting, and see how much mm. of the wheel is full mm. based on the story that they tell me. And at the end, I show them, because a lot of them say, "Well, but he doesn't hit me." Mm. And there's actually a really good book that says, "But he never hit me." I didn't mm. even interrupt you, but <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. one of the signs is that they put you down and they make you feel bad about mm. yourself call you names or they tell you you're crazy and Mm. you play mind games Mm -hmm. or they make you feel uh, guilty
6: or they tell you it's your fault they always tell you it's your fault they brainwash you first of all they separate you from the herd Mm -hmm. right because that's what a predator does they separate you from the herd They, they 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 look at you from a distance and they figure you out and they separate you from the herd in my case i was Um, I was ostracized and excommunicated from my family because of racial issues. Mm. He knew I had nobody to turn to. I had no brothers. I had he moved me to another state and as I said there was no shelter. What they do is they keep you financially dependent upon them as well. Mm. Yep. So there there's no way to leave. Um, You also also also, here's here's another thing that's really important. (laughs) Those people women uh, you know, love can make you really stupid. Um, but women have the mistaken idea, a uh, uh, concept that they can change a man. They're not going to change a man.
2: No. Um, so, oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. They only become and more who they are. Exactly. tell
3: exactly. <laughs> uh, you, the man you're able to change, the first, is the one you're going to raise.
6: Mm-hmm. And that's
3: your only, your only hope is to, to yeah, change it yeah, when they're yeah, little yeah. toddlers.
6: Mhm. Mhm. Or you can change yourself that's it now um, um i i had the idea that i i, I people kept asking me all the time all these years why didn't you leave uh why do you go why did you go back because i left him four times before mm. it stuck i had nowhere to go one of the times i left from a hospital bed mm. one time i left with six dollars and that was my final time i left with my son who was 10 at the time and my VW Beetle, Super Beetle, jam-packed full of whatever I could stick in there, only, you know, clothing, left all the furnishings, of course, behind. Because as my friend Brenda once said to me after he beat me up one time, uh, she said, why don't you, she didn't understand either. I don't, people who've never been in a situation, there's no way to relate, and I understand why. They said, what do you, why do you stay there? I said, I just got a new washer and dryer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She said, you can't watch birds if you're dead. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, we had a house. We had animals. We had the kids. We had stepkids who would come over all the time. I felt like, you know, we had a family we was supposed to be together. I didn't want them to change. Finally, I got, I finally told people this when I kept coming up with these excuses of why I stayed, why I stayed, why I stayed. Why I stayed is because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. I did not want to leave him. I loved him. I believed he loved me. And still do. Uh, to the in the degree that he was able to love anybody. Mm-hmm. Remember now, at one point, cocaine came into our relationship. And that's when the violence started. Mm-hmm. Which was like, uh, you know, nine, seven, eight, six years later after. Anyway. Um, but I did not want to me, like, just want him to stop beating my, you know what. So, of course, he would say things to me like, oh, you must like it. You make me do it. You don't know when to shut the F up. Mm. You know, well, all this right. stuff is, all, this guy, all these things are not acceptable. But
3: I didn't know it. Right. Wow. It they take, have, that's how they gain control. That That is right. What I so
2: appreciate, Miss Jenna, is is that you, in in that moment, you were, the clarity was so powerful, as you said, why I stayed is because I wanted to Mm -hmm. and, and, and and, and that you are willing, it shows the willingness in your heart to take responsibility to, for the fact that you wanted to stay, that, that you loved him and that it took other things to finally move you out of that phase but you know why oh, yeah. you stayed initially is because you loved them. you know you wanted mm-hmm. to and um the other- i think that's important for the, the the audience to hear like like you know what's the intention under why you stay you know it it was really good to right. hear that mm-hmm.
6: you well know, i kept coming i kept coming up against that question and i finally had to ask myself you know why did I stay? And I stayed. All the other stuff is irrelevant, and I didn't have the money. I had no place to go. I had a racial okay. kid. I was, I was single, and blah, blah, blah. The thing was, I didn't want to go. I just wanted him to change, keyword. Um, however, I i mean, taking responsibility for it was just a matter of something I did to free myself. That moved mm-hmm. me forward. Absolutely. You know. Hmm. Right. Howard yeah, yeah, and um uh let see I, I just I was just gonna say that you said something uh, I don't know, it's just a thing it's just a thing that they always want to blame the quote unquote victim, which I don't even like the word anymore mm-hmm. right. certainly at the time, uh, all right, I was a victim. I was my Most of the women involved in these situations are. Um, Another thing that really helped me and from what I gather on shows that I watch about abusive situations and why the women stay, a lot of them are involved with the drugs and alcohol with the man, and I was not. Mm -hmm. I was not. I was not. I think that's the only thing that helped me to escape because, I mean, otherwise, you're just, you know, you're just caught up in that whole madness with them.
2: Yeah, Mm. codependence, right. uh, Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly and you know and they
6: then you do become you do become um literally dependent upon them for your drugs and everything else now when it came down to after so many times of course david would do all they, they all a lot of them do is cry the next morning and nothing you know act like nothing happened and um, they minimize... made my forgiveness mm. either or, yeah. or you know, or stunk me in the bathtub of lye and salt for all the bruises and the cuts and, and you know, oh, I know what I was going to say. You said so something else moved you, but mm-hmm. the, the thing that moved me was a life and death situ- which situation. Right, that was what finally yeah. moved me. I mean, hmm. Mind you, mind you, he had already knocked me unconscious twice, pulled a gun on me, knocked me downstairs. None of those things was enough to make me leave. Hmm. Um. And when I told him, you know, he, I gave him the alternative of ultimatum of me or cocaine. Well, he he chose cocaine. And, uh, what really finally made me leave was he almost killed me. And one of the chapters in the book, it's called die, bitch, die. (laughs) I really actually have everything in the book is true. And and I never, he never, like like we didn't, (laughs) excuse me. We didn't use cuss words at each other. And he never called me a bitch. I mm. never called him an N word. We never, I can't re- ever remember. I mean, he cussed his butt off, but not at me calling me names. Other than, you know, blaming me for stuff. But he didn't call me that word. <laughs> so, in this particular situation, as the cocaine use uh, escalated, it became. Cocaine abuse. I mean, what does that mean? Is that oxymoron? Cocaine use and mm-hmm. cocaine abuse. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, but um, the uh, when it escalated, the violence escalated. And what oh, what started out as an open-handed slap, the first time he slapped me, and even in that one slap, he broke my eardrum.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh.
6: Wow. He broke my ear drum more than once and he broke my nose twice. And, Mm. you know, like I said, in the end, this last deal, which this little whole thing went on for four years. I left to come back. I left to come back. I left to come back. And um, he, this last time, was sitting. He beat me all night because he was high all night. Mm. I'm straight suffering it and if i was high i don't know if it would have been better or worse for me but i wasn't high so finally by dawn and then he'll take a break and he'll come back at it and i'm like sitting on the side of the bed beside him saying okay so i'm not crying anymore i'm I'm like numb now and i'm like what do you have to how do you keep beating a person that's already black and blue mm. I, blue and purple circles all the way down to my jawbone and and so at one point he is straddling me on the bed and punching me in the face with the diamond ring that he was wearing which was borrowed from his drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Put a scar Scar across my nose and blood is running down my throat inside my face inside down my neck and down my throat and I'm choking and I'm saying David I'm bleeding I'm choking I'm drowning he goes die bitch die. Mm. So that was the day that was the end. The first time he slapped me and broke my eardrum was the the beginning of the end of our relationship. Mm. I had fear for for the first time I had fear and I'd never had fear of him before. I could say any kind of crap and he would say any kind of crap and I didn't have fear, but once he struck me and he was high is crazy insane, been on a road trip for several days um. I could not get past that fear, but I used to tell him I would bleed for I would not bleed for you if I could, but I can't right. so you know that's how insane I was
0: mm. wow. wow, wow, now wow. any of the other girls uh Taylor, have you got something that you'd like to put? to jenna uh you know with regards to what you read about her book and you know things to do with empowerment and surviving domestic violence have you got something that you'd like to uh, put to jenna
1: well i just like you know just to reiterate our you know some of our previous points that i think that um you know i I talked to my husband about this issue and he, you know, he's 10 years older than me. And he told me like, you know, back then, especially in the music business, it was like a normal thing for, you know, people to go on the road and then come back and slap Mm. whoever. Um, Mm -hmm. But, and and, you know, that's from his point of view. So I, I wasn't around, you know, in Boston, you know, during the music scene, but certainly I think, um, you know, I, I just, know that it's overwhelming and I think that I would like for the listeners to take away that, you know, abuse comes in so many forms and, you know, while some people might be listening saying, you know, oh, that would never happen to me. Well, you know, like me, like I didn't think that the psychological abuse was abuse until years later because I got up and left on the first instance, you know, taking the car so I would miss school is a form of psychological abuse, and I didn't recognize it as a 22-year-old, but I, I was empowered to leave at that time. So my question to Jenna would be, um, what advice right now, with all that you know now, what advice would you offer both men and women um, about recognizing and and getting out of um, abusive situations, not just physical?
6: Hmm. Um, okay, like uh, you know, things are so different now. There's plenty of information out there. There's plenty of TV shows. There's plenty of shelters. There's plenty of uh, just wisdom and knowledge. We're all we all know when we're being abused now. I really believe that. I mean, you know when you're being bullied. You know when you're being talked down to. My, I said the last time I spoke. Well, there's this big thing going out around now, like to define abuse. Well, I'll tell you what, anything that makes you doubt yourself and makes you feel small and makes you, um, you know, feel bad about yourself is abuse. I don't care if it's verbal, emotional, or physical or all of the above. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a right. Nobody has a right. To make you feel bad about yourself. Oh, God forbid I lay a hand on you. Mm-hmm. But what can you do now? You couldn't do anything back then. You had to take it. In my case, we would call the police, and they—I would—and they would come and high-five him, push me behind the door because they wanted to whoo, to entertain.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Read the book. Now, um, now, Jenna. general uh, J- Nowadays, it, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say, how rough was it? You said that the police were high-fiving him. I mean, he must have been probably the biggest star in the world at the time. I mean, you know, he had My Girl. I mean, it's, you know, it's part of America's consciousness. I mean, you know, it's a song that touches everyone. So, you know, you had not only to deal with what he was doing to you, you also had to deal with the whole world putting him up on a exactly. pedestal. Yes. So, oh. Yes. Mm. And that's why, I wrote the, that's why I wrote the first book, truthfully. There was a
6: lot of reasons why I wrote it, because this is the second version. This is the uh, in, in elevated version of it. The first time I wrote it, I was really angry mm-hmm. and really resentful and really bitter. And... Partially, I wrote it so I wouldn't forget it, and so my my grandkids would know. Now, I don't think they need to know all that, but back then, I did. And that was one of the reasons, because everybody had them up on this pedestal. And that is so irritating when you're getting beaten up at home.
2: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's Mm -hmm. like like the ultimate invalidation of what you're going through, and then of all things, to hear my girl being Mm -hmm. sung. Mm -hmm. And you know the reality of it.
6: It yeah, have been all terrible. of all exactly all the songs. I felt like he was a big farce, a big fake, a big fraud. Mm. Um I had a lot of resentment. And to put to 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 speak to what you said about look, Detroit is a small town. Um, may be a big city, but it's a small town. The music industry at that time was a whole town in, to itself. The music industry, the sports industry, the political industry, all of them were wrapped up together in Detroit. Mm. and even uh, was the mayor, quote-unquote. Not literally, but he was. And he had his run of the city. Mm-hmm. And the cops that would come were his buddies, and they would all high-five and go, oh, yeah, 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 I know my girl, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. he had no consequences. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And give
0: me, right. <laughs> give me a ticket to the that's, show. Give me a ticket to the show. You know.
6: that's right, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that's right. And... That's one of the other reasons that the, something I talked about in the book. I was the first person, I believe, that ever said no to him. Mm. And I said, no, you're not going to beat me anymore. You're not going to beat my kid anymore. Mm. So I, I hid out for two years in the area. Because once I turned him in, I mean, you just don't mess with, uh, um, uh, what's that song? You don't tug on Superman's cape? You don't blow it in the wind? Yes,
4: yeah, and I
6: I did that, and I I did that, and I was like, wow, oh, uh, now I got to hide for two years. Oh God! And so another thing of uh, talking about how the camaraderie was the um the old the the old boys club, uh, you could call it whatever you want to call it, the boys' club. When I mean, look, David never paid a dime of child support in his life, mm. and. I, not that I didn't try. I have stacks of papers and stacks of papers. And back in those days, I remember the last time we went to court, my public defender and him and his attorney disappeared into the um, inner chambers uh, to do something. I Let me wonder what they were doing back there. <laughs> oh, probably cocaine. Wow. And, and so, guess what? My file disappeared. Um. Yep. and after he was dead, my uh, somebody—I won't even say—you know, whatever—somebody found it in on their property in the barn. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. This was like wow. 30, thirty years, thirty years later. Where he lived in the barn. Mm. So you know, the dude, the, my public defender gave him. They file. Wow. Because they were old buddies. Because they were good, you know, good high buddies. Mm.
1: And anyway, so even though
3: you, you've, the point been, to you've, the you've, 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 um, you feel empowered,
1: um, about I'm all sorry, of these things. Oh, I was, this huh? Taylor. Hi. This Taylor. Um, I was wondering, like, so, you know, you you've made it through all that, even with the ups and downs and the disappointment and the lawyers. So, what, what mm-hmm. would you, um, what what words of encouragement or empowerment would you give men and women that that still today find right. themselves in that situation?
6: Well, you know, like like I know you're asking me a couple times and I keep digressing. The point is, you know, now when you're being abused, you already know. Follow your instinct. Do mm-hmm. not be in denial. I mean, you know, how far do you need it to go before you actually realize you're going to be killed? Mm. It's you. Could, here's my my greatest words of advice. Sometimes love is not enough. Um,
2: yeah, mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Absolutely,
6: He yeah. may love you. He may I, love you. I don't. I don't care. they love you. I don't care. Whatever. You have to go. It's a matter of life and death. Yeah. You have to get out. Yeah. You call the eight hundred hotline nas- national. Go to the nearest shelter. Save you some money. That's what I told on one interview, and they said, "Well, now they have shelters." Well, back in my day. I and mean, they did have shelters, and I used to. I had no money. I had. If I knew then what I know now, I mm. would be squandering away money all the time. Mm. Because when the time, when the opportunity comes for you to escape, you have the means to do so. Be it by your own will or somebody else helping you. Even if you have not get help from the police or the shelters or anything else, you got money. Mm. Get on a bus,
3: mm. go. You know, Good and thingy. go. Yeah. You know, for all for all the yeah. people that are Leave in the the situation, situation. Yeah. Yeah. people who are in this and do you know, yeah,
6: and be sure you understand that it's not going to get better; it's only going to get worse. You cannot change him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you just got to, you got to be real. You got to accept the facts of life. This is what it is. This is his problem, and you don't need to subject yourself to it because it's not going to change. Look, what happened in my case. And I still believe David loved me. I still believe I was the love of his life. Whatever. I mean, you know, I got, like, billions of haters. I don't care. I didn't see what they want to think. But I'm just making an example. I'm just making an example for other people by me saying we had this so-called great love story. And, he, and when I left him for the last time, he didn't help him but go downhill. And look what happened. He died. Mm. mm right. So, it's not going to get better. It's mm. only going to get worse. You're going to go to jail or die or both. Mm. Period. Mm. So mm-hmm. you have yeah. to choose. You just have to choose if you want to live or die. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and and that was the case in my situation. This is Cherise. I made that decision that okay. I wanted to live because it got bad that mm. my life was in jeopardy. So I had mm-hmm. to get out
6: of wow. right. that situation. It's not that you want to go.
3: For me, mm-hmm. I didn't feel, this is Angel, I didn't feel that my life was in jeopardy per se, but I felt like this is not the kind of life that I want to live. Mm. And I don't have mm-hmm. to live with this abuse. Mm. So I think there's different levels of, you know, ex- extreme behavior, obviously. But
4: mm.
3: Not everybody is sub- subject to being killed. You mm. know, not yet. Not emotional yet. abuse and... <laughs> It, uh-huh. Some abusers don't yeah. don't act physically.
0: Mm-hmm. So, well, mm-hmm. that's true. Yes, yes, yes. Now, now Jenna, okay. Jenna, what I, I would wanna...
3: encourage people to do is to, you know, even if you're not ready to leave, you may not be ready, but go mm-hmm. get some legal advice, mm-hmm. consult an attorney, consult a therapist, get into counseling, and mm-hmm. develop an escape plan. One of the best things mm-hmm. you can do to develop your escape plan is start making copies of important documents, mm. birth certificates, yeah. marriage licenses, bank okay. records, wow. anything mm-hmm. that you may potentially need in the future. Mm. Start okay. copying everything. Wow. Go get gift cards. Buy yourself gift cards and and put them somewhere where you can, you know, store them without them being stolen because you might need to use that Target gift card to buy food for you and your kids when you're gone a year mm. from now. Mm-hmm. Every time mm-hmm. you go to that store, you take mm-hmm. out twenty dollars cash. When if if you have access to an ATM card, because some of these mm-hmm. victims don't have access to an ATM card, so mm-hmm. yeah. whatever you've got to do, if you've got to put a twenty dollar gift card on on the credit card, you do that, and mm-hmm. you j- just start doing that, and you know acquire as much as you possibly can of a savings mm-hmm. to get out and have somebody that you trust which is hard to do when you're in that situation because people want to gossip and people want to, Mm. you know, try to fix it. And, you know, it's a very vulnerable position you're in. And one of the things I think I mentioned was that, you know, um, Jenna had said she doesn't like the word victim. I personally take that victim um, word. I don't like it either. But when clients come into my office and I can tell that they're victims, so the way I see them is that they have a little V, a lowercase v on their Hmm. shirt. Because they're so but, broken down and beat down mentally and emotionally and sometimes physically, and I explained to them, take that V off your shirt. It's time to grow up, and we're going to make that into a capital V for victory.
2: I love that
3: angel. Mm. I love it that is. wonderful.
6: Yep. it's absolutely wonderful. I started wonderful. To call my book that originally. That's why I started to call my book from victim to victorious, but somebody was using that,
0: so oh, it's okay because we really? kind of cliche of so. closure. Now, Dr. Zakia, I wanted to know, have you got something that you'd like to touch on with Jenna? Um, She actually
1: answered my question, and my question would have been, what did it take for you to get out? Um, Because I know that what it was for me was when there was a threat Hmm. of, you know, harm and actual intent. Um, Hmm. When there was a threat and an idea, and actually beginning the process of carrying it through, and this is for him, for him saying that this is what he was going to do or mm-hmm. him saying this is what he was about to do, that was it for me. Um But I can say that as you, um, as with you, I did go back, I will say, a few times um out of, I would say, a little embarrassment because mm-hmm. you don't want it to not work out. But then eventually, really? I was just like, okay, mm. you know you're better than this. You uh-huh. have to get out. Wow. And, you know, but. even though it meant taking a couple of steps backwards, um, you know, I still ended up with my degree. Mm. Um, and this was I was an undergrad. Um, with more degrees after that, um, you know, just just showing or just seeing, you know, how different my life is now mm-hmm. as opposed to when I was with him. I, I know I would have been... Stifled and would have been afraid to continue mm-hmm.
6: with everything that I'm
1: doing now because yeah, he would so have little. belittled
6: at me yeah. mm-hmm. doing what I wanted it, to
1: do with my own life. So,
3: mm-hmm. And like you, said, my
6: you said, like, you, like you said, you knew you were better than that. Mm-hmm. That's what my mm-hmm. point is that I've tried to make a couple of times. You know, these people mm-hmm. know, these women know, these men know, they know they're being abused. Mm-hmm. you know, they know, we all know now, it's
3: mm-hmm. 2014.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So. But they question it, and sometimes they have self-doubt. They don't want to believe that mm-hmm. they're being abused. And right. You know, they've been brainwashed and conditioned to believe I that know. they're crazy, and hmm. they start having that's you know, right. self-doubt. That's right. And this brings us right. back
2: to what Miss Jenna mm-hmm. said earlier which mm. was we had parents have to stop abusing their children. Mm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's still a reality and behavior is learned. Mm. So, for yeah. as much as there is out there when you learn violence, that's what you do. And and that's so right. Miss Miss Jenna hit the nail on the head with how to rid the problem entirely is, you know, which is that that's our hope for all things that we'd like to treat is oh. is to start to to nip it at the bud, so to speak, Mm -hmm. to, to teach, to tell the parents, stop teaching. It's got to stop somewhere, somewhere along this, this line, it has to stop. Be the parents that stop, Right. you know, rewrite Mm -hmm. history instead Mm -hmm. of repeating it. Rewrite
3: it.
6: Mm -hmm. Now, I just want to
3: until their children are being abused, and mm-hmm. then they start to stand up for the children. Or thought
6: right. or mm-hmm. a, a lack of self-esteem, depending upon the gender. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Or
6: what? They're teaching their children to abuse or to allow abuse, depending upon right. the gender.
0: Exactly. Now That's I want right. to switch the conversation around and talk about empowerment. And, and steps to get out of it because we've been concentrating on the violence and the symptoms. But let's go to the higher track and let's talk about um, the empowerment. So, So, Jenna, what did you do to, you know, how do you feel you empowered yourself the most? And even years afterwards, what were the most empowering moments for you? Well, I want
6: to mention something you... uh, I think it was um, Melanie who talked about therapy.
0: Michelle. Oh,
3: Angela.
0: Oh, Angela was talking about therapy. Okay.
6: Okay. Oh, okay. Well, when I got out of there for the final time, one thing I did was I went to school for a year just to keep myself from falling back into it. Let's face it. I don't know about anybody else if they want to admit it or not or if they can realize it. It's an addiction. David was addicted to cocaine. I was addicted to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So I was addicted I knew,
4: to
6: my abuser, too. Mm. And, I had, yeah, and I had a 10-year-old child with me. So here I was trying to split myself and save myself and you think of him at the same time. And so I put myself in school for a year, a non-thinking school. I went um fashion merchandising for a year just to take a year to, you know, try to recoup. Right. I went to all kind of physical um I went to physicals, had all kind of physical tests done and everything, um, because, you know, I had a lot of results. That I actually still suffer with broken eardrum, and my front teeth are pushed back from being punched in the mouth. And I still have consequences from those. So during that time, I also went to therapy. I was in therapy, like, that was my first time in therapy, and, um, you know, she said, I, I I did not tell her David's name until three weeks into the therapy. Mm. I never do. I really don't. I don't even like doing what we're doing tonight. I don't like to associate my journey um, for, of violence from from abuse to empowerment with his name, what it is associated with his name. Mm-hmm. So if it helps get it out there, I guess, K. Serra, that's what it's meant to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: But I didn't tell her because I didn't want to be a judge. I didn't want to be... I don't want her to be distracted by that. That's the main thing. Oh, David Ruffin. woo
4: <laughs> No,
6: it's about me. It's about This is about me. So we talked for three weeks before I finally told her. And by that time, she already knew I was a basket case, and she didn't know who it was. It didn't matter. And she said, I'm going to give you my home number, which I never give to patients, clients, whatever. And because I was so crazy uh, and so addicted and so prone to want to go back i want to go back i want to go back
4: hmm. i want to go
6: back i told my friends to, i told my friends to tie me to a chair if need be to keep me from calling him
4: yeah.
6: and yeah so she was seeing me like three times a week hmm. and i went for 13 months now this is um what you call now uh now i know what they call that secular uh not christian counseling I didn't know anything about that because I wasn't Christian then anyway. But um, it serves a great purpose. I don't think I could have made it without separating myself out into the placing myself into that neutral space of school for a year, or if I you know get a get a, uh, um, a loan. That's what I did. Not a loan, but a, a scholarship. You know, some you can't afford it. If you can't do that, then you now can find counseling that through clinics and stuff, it doesn't cost you money and you have to go. You have to go because one, I still have post-traumatic stress syndrome mm-hmm. here now. Mm-hmm. In, in Absolutely. I do. And um, yeah. that's not, not a thing you can take a pill for because it's an emotional response to a situation. Mm. Even if somebody else, even if somebody else looks like they're going to be confrontational, I get the same, you know, sick feelings in my stomach. Mhm. Now, now it so mm-hmm. you need you need assistance, you need you know, you need emotional support, you need therapy. You cannot do this by yourself. And then um so many years later, uh, I also got into Christian counseling, which is a different approach and and also um couldn't have done without. Mm-hmm. Um One thing I did avoid through secular counseling or anything after that, I never got on antidepressants. So I can't, you know, I believe that they may work for some people, but I would like to avoid them if possible because I need to be thinking more clearly. I don't, I've never been a drinker or a drug doer, prescription or otherwise. Mm. Very light marijuana usage in the (laughs) sixties. You know, but, um, So happy. Uh, You know, like you said, save money. I used to pack right under David's nose. He wouldn't even know what I was doing because I'd be like rearranging my drawers. And I knew that when I got a chance, I would grab this pile. And because the first three times I sniffed away, had to sneak away. The fourth time I was like, oh, I guess you know I'm leaving. So, what the hey? At that point, I was like, done. I was just so numb. It didn't even matter. Hmm. But, um, so therapy, take, go to some people who love you if you can. I didn't have anybody, hmm. Um, again, because of the whole, you know, separation thing. Yeah.
4: Communication.
0: It really
6: sucks. Yeah, I mean, because. It's not, most people have somebody to go to.
4: Mm. But you got to yeah. save your own yeah. money.
6: you gotta, you got to have your own money. They're not, they're not probably going to have money for you. Hmm. Those gift cards yeah. are a great idea.
0: They are. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is yeah. a great idea.
6: Great mm.
0: idea. Yeah. That's. That's really yeah. good, and and you know, I I, I just want to put in um, what we're going to put up on the Diva Docs uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. We might put up like you know some of the tips from the night. Um, also, you know, yeah. some of some of Jenna's thoughts. Some of the tips for anyone who's been abused. We're going to put up quite a bit of information on the Diva's Doc diva sites can. great great and <laughs> I posted also
3: the hotline mm-hmm. yeah. yes I posted the the link to the hotline the 1-800 number i think it's an 888 number um, you can also dial 211 from your cell phone wow always Excellent. remember that yeah. or 9-1-1 obviously
0: mm-hmm. yeah
3: the two one, um, and then there's uh i posted the Red flags to look for, such as, you know, in today's society, little things that are red flags early on in a dating relationship are things like incessant texting and calling, Mm. demanding to know your whereabouts at all times. Mm. Why didn't you call me back? Why it took you so long? Um, Little things like that. And it's, you know, hey, I just talked to you 30 minutes ago. Well, what have you been doing for the last 30 minutes? Mm. Little things like that that you think, oh, he cares about me. No, really, he doesn't. But that's good. She doesn't trust yeah. people. Mm-hmm. He's just demanding yeah. to keep secrets. You
6: know, oh, don't keep secrets from no. me. Let's. You know, think that's like not that. even why. That's mm-hmm. not even why. It's because they're doing it. That's what David Steel
3: was. Right. He would come or running into And
6: those days, he would, uh, it was, it was, it was, it didn't have cell phones, but he would like park the, run the. If he wasn't home by two a.m., I knew I was getting my ass. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I used to wake up in park.
3: the middle of the night. I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd catch him going through my phone what? and oh. then questioning me in the morning as to why I have a password on my phone. Oh. You know, you have something to hide. No, so I'm yeah. a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. What's in my phone is none of your business.
4: Oh, wow.
3: I, you know, I wasn't cheating or doing anything like that, but he didn't respect the fact that I was an attorney and that I have confidential information in my phone that nobody needs to have right. access to.
0: I, I think it's a really dangerous thing when, you know, I mean, Every relationship there's still boundaries and if you if a person is so insecure that they can't let you have your own phone why do you want to be in a relationship with someone you can't trust that you can't let them have their own password on their phone I mean I would right. never I I don't give my daughter my password I I, I don't like people in my business that right. that's just the way I am you know and and I just think that who wants to be in a relationship where you know, someone's checking your business. Yeah, You know? oh
3: uh-huh. Horrible. It's not a way to
6: live at all. Mm. Well, that's, listen, that's, what that is is a really insecure person. Now, I will say this and sounds, uh, you know, from everything that I've said up until this time, it makes David sound like a really bad person and a really insecure, a really, uh, a really, a um, uh, person and everybody thinks he was. He was not. He was the exact opposite. He was very insecure. Mm-hmm. It was inter- he was inferiority complex manifested as a superiority complex. He was extremely, insanely jealous of me and accused me of being with everybody, including his brother, the band, and the girl mm-hmm. across the street, the doctor, mm-hmm. the yeah. lawyer. And the in- yeah. So why? And I would try to tell them, hey, man, if I wanted to do it, you wouldn't know about it. So, well, you know, let it go. Mm-hmm. And besides that was, I want to be with you. That's why I'm here. I've tried all these years to get you here. Now why would I be cheating on you? Insecure. <laughs> Insecure. That doesn't you think can't good enough. you wow. can't
3: rationalize. You can't
6: rationalize an
3: irrational mind. That's, an, mm. that's
6: another example. I always said you cannot talk logic with an illogical person. Right.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I have a different way of saying the same things. You can't reason with the psychotic. You can't reason <laughs> with somebody who's not. You can't reason with someone who's crazy. You know, you, you just... Reason?
3: But also get yeah. out because what happens is the longer you stay in it, the more you become like that person. Exactly. Wow. Mm. Exactly. You become
2: ill with them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have to get out of the toxic soil. I always yeah. refer to as toxic soil.
0: Wow. That 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 really.
6: That was something. That was something else that I say all the time. You
0: you can one
6: sick person, two sick people do not equal one healthy person.
0: No. Right. Right. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Well, you know, I think that. This is just such important information that we've been talking about for, you know, women who are listening in and men. And, you know, I just want to say... Jenna, I appreciate you so much for coming oh, on and, and sharing. sharing. Yes, yes we, we yes. appreciate you so much for coming in. And I do want to say, you know, with all respect to David and and your son, David Jr., you know, David has one of the voices. Yes, he was tortured, but he has one of the voices that has touched my soul. You know, I, I love his voice. His voice is... oh. Uh, you know that that he was he yeah, was yeah. insecure as a man, but his talent yeah. was God given. It was above what he was as a man. His talent yeah. was just beyond.
6: I know. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. But well, God, that's the, the
1: thing
0: about
6: abusers is they do have do a do good do, side. It. Yeah. Two different mm. people, two
0: different people. Hmm. A- exactly. Exactly. Because the the man he was. You know, that was from all the damage he, he'd he gone through. But, you know, the okay. voice he had was, it was like it was, you know, something different yeah. <laughs> apart from him. Yeah, you
6: know? it, was. it was. It was, let's say, extraterrestrial. <laughs> mm,
0: mm, mm. <laughs> said Typical Dr. Mr. Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, no,
3: actually, I used to say, that he, it
0: was
6: really used to say, he had a split personality, and then eventually I found out but he had multiple personalities.
0: Oh God.
6: Well wow. so, and 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 he knew it. And he mm. tell me. One day I came home, i had been gone five weeks and sitting on the floor watching Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and the original Zach Pallas version. He just looked up at me, he had not even said hello. He looked up at me and said, That's me, isn't it? Oh.
3: Well, and there could have been some mental illness going on that was undiagnosed back then as well. Mm.
6: I know, I know, totally, I, exactly. I know that it had to be. Mm. Well, it had to be. You know, it's like
3: bipolar is... disorder. They self-medicate with alcohol. I know. Right.
6: right, right. Hmm. Yeah, I used to think that the cocaine exacerbated, and I mean, that that the cocaine made him bipolar. But then when I did some research, I found you know over the last decade, I found out that people that are bipolar start off. Uh, tend to go toward these drugs and alcohols more, right. so uh, now I have I had it backwards. But absolutely, it made him it made him worse. It, so it, it was crazy. I, I just go on all night. I mean, you know what's the point? Read the book. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yes. So exactly. So everyone, if you didn't catch that, www.jennaruffin.com, dot com. The book, Jenna.
6: It's with a G it's with a G not a J it's called delivered from temptation hmm delivered from temptation
0: and you can buy it from you can buy it from Jenna my,
6: on my on my website there's three ways you can buy it first mm-hmm. you can email me if you want to buy a signed copy from me you can click on one of the two links to Amazon or author house which is my publisher mm-hmm. it won't be signed
3: and it, it. Here, I'll put a link on our. I'll put a link on our Facebook. Mm, and
6: let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. When I said just now about delivered from temptation, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm doing the best I can. Right.
0: Still temptation around, yeah. huh? <laughs>
3: it's a process and a transition. So. hmm so
0: you're
6: taking a step
3: for your capital V.
6: Yeah. Well, I'm more than that. I'm somebody called me up celebrity uh domestic violence guru because he said you're more than an expert. Um, you know, but nevertheless the this is my assignment the way I see it.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: I figure that each of us has a toolkit assigned given to us by God and it has different tools in it. And this is my tool. It's like it's like somebody else said to me one day when I was talking about they it, said it's like Moses, that's so like what he means. That the, the the um the staff that's all he had. And this is all I have. I, I do what I'm supposed to do with it. Mm. And, 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 th- in and mm-hmm.
2: you are doing an incredible service to everyone with what I, you've been
0: through.
6: I, mm-hmm. I hope so. I feel like I'm just rambling and talking crazy, but, you know, I hope somebody gets something out of it.
0: Jenna, what I want to say is that when people talk about what they've been through, especially subjects that people aren't comfortable about talking about, the more people talk about it, the more it helps those that are afraid to talk about things that they're going through. And and it, it empowers other people. It really does. When you're talking about what you went through... You're giving power to other people because they realize that they're not the only ones. They realize that you went through it, you survived it, you came out of it. And now that you've written a book, you're an author, you're a public speaker, and they see that you survived, that you came through the other side. And that is empowerment. In itself, and and that's what we are all about. You know, we Absolutely. want to. Imp- that's that's the that's the whole thing behind Diva Docs. We are about empowerment, and what you became was an empowered woman after being victimized. You became empowered, and that that's the key.
6: Mm-hmm. I hate for people to think that a lot of people have the idea from my first book, and maybe from whenever they hear me on interviews that I'm here to bash David. Like I told you, if I could tell my story without even mentioning his name, I would. Uh, except, obviously, it, it gets more attention this way.
4: Mm-hmm. But
6: it's not about bashing David. I told you. I Once I found out how obese he had been, I mean, you know, I just cried for him. Mm. And that one one lady asked me one day at a, at a vendor fair where I was selling the book. She kept circling and circling and circling, and finally she kind of looked at me near the end. And she said, and the guy that was abusing her was there. He was farther away though, and she was like hmm. talking to me sideways. How did you ever forgive him? Did, no, she said, "Did you ever forgive him?" I, I know that, that what happened to me was a miracle because once I found out, and the pain and the bitterness and the resentment was some, replaced with some passion. That's nothing short of a miracle
4: mm-hmm. because it
6: allowed me it allowed me to live.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: You know, without all that negativity eating me up all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, I, I mean, I'm not bashing David. It just so happens that he's David Ruffin. This, mm-hmm. As you said earlier, this thing crosses all kinds of barriers. Oh, lines, yeah. class lines, color lines, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: It's mm-hmm. all insanity, and it's all beating the children when they're small. That's my humble opinion.
0: Wow. You know, so
6: wow. that's what's got to stop it. They don't know how to make it stop. But for mm-hmm. those who already in these situations, if they can gain some power from what I, knowing that if I survive, you can survive. And I'm I'm always uh, very uh, available to people online and social media to try to encourage, and I have many, many times. I had one girl told me years ago she only had money enough for a gun to kill herself, mm. oh, and she, she bought the book she, instead.
3: Mm. It saved her life. Thank
2: you, God. Praise the
3: Lord. Yeah. Mm. Mm yeah you know I would also encourage our listeners that if you meet someone who complains that their ex um you know falsely had them arrested for domestic violence or you know do your research, don't just believe that the ex made it up and lied mm. pull that file go go to the courthouse, pull the criminal file, pull the restraining order files, and read the document. see if a restraining order was granted you know things like that. And just because a temporary restraining order is granted in California, at least I'm not I'm not sure, um, you know, nationally how different states handle it. But in California, oftentimes a temporary restraining order may be granted just based on the allegations and the paperwork. Hmm. But what you want to look for is, was there a permanent restraining order granted? Because hmm. people make false allegations a lot, unfortunately, in California. Wow. But don't discount it. Do your homework. Mm-hmm. Find out you know don't don't assume one way or or the other because it's um, in doing my research on uh, on Jenna before she came on the show, I found some- so, you know some uh, comments online from someone else that had alleged that you know David had abused her so i I don't know if it was before Jenna or after I assume it was after but they they will move on and be abusive the abuser is mm-hmm. not going to only abuse one woman
6: mm-hmm well, I'll, I'll tell you. <clears throat> yes, he did, and I know for a fact he did his wife after me. But whoever you're talking about, it was probably not true because the wife disappeared she moved back to Missus Ingram, and her and I were very close, and so I could not find her. Trust me, she's not available. Mm. Um, but he did. Do, he did do it again after me, and she left after two years. So she was mm. like, "What?" The? So yeah. Yes. He, she, but guess what. That's what. That's what she did. She told me in the beginning, and we, we got very tight in the end. She was like, well, that's not going to happen to me. She was like, why are you guys divorced? I said, ask David. Yeah, I was still defending him. Mm, and, right. um, you know, I realized that later. I was like, I should have just told her because he beat mm. my ass. I mean, you better get be out of there because he's going to do the same to you. Mm-hmm. I said, you see that ragu on the ceiling in the bedroom? And she said, yeah. he said it was ragu. I said, no, it's a plug from the last time he broke my nose. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, that's not going to happen to me. Not going to happen to me. That's mm. what, what they did. all say. <laughs>
0: this is, that's what they all say. That's my mm-hmm. point. That's mm-hmm. what they all say. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is. Yes, it is, ladies. It is. But you know what? I wanna say because I know we've we're we've run way over, but I do wanna give everyone the chance to finish off. So um before we go, again, I wanna thank you, Jenna, for coming on and being such a wonderful guest. Um uh, we're gonna post a lot of things about the um interview and about insights about domestic violence, about helplines. We're gonna post them all on our Diva Doc site. So um Feel free to come and post there, everyone, to come and visit the DivaDocs site. That's Facebook.com slash DivaDocs. We'll put up Jenna's information. And uh, I just want everyone, if you've got any final words you want to say, and uh, please go for it. (laughs) So, Jenna, any final words? Mm Mm-hmm.
6: I, I want to say thank you again for having me on. I hope I haven't been too over over the top because I'm still passionate about this. Oh, no. And, um,
0: We're very grateful I that you came on. Very, very time. grateful. You know, we we are so glad oh. that you came and shared. It's an honor. Mm-hmm.
6: Absolutely. And you're going to get a lot of good comments and computer comments as a result, but oh, well, you know, that's life. Um, and uh, thank you again for having me on. It's always good to... Be reminded of what I'm here for because mm-hmm. I tend to just be in my Facebook ministry, <laughs> um, and I I like to expand whenever possible. Mm-hmm.
0: So thanks
6: a million for coming. Yeah. Oh, we, we're yeah. just so yeah.
0: grateful. Thank, thank you. Yeah, we, we'll have we, to are,
6: this again, we are. Okay?
0: Absolutely, and you know I've connected you all. You've got some wonderful friends in my girls now, and they are the most supportive girls. I have connected everyone now with Jenna, so these girls are just the best and and you know you know you you've got more friends now jenna because jenna and i have been friends for a couple of years now and we have a little chats on the side and you know we're um i love jenna i think she's she's a phenomenal person and i really you know she's very genuine and that's what i lo- that's what i love about you you're so genuine and you speak the truth you say what you feel You know, there's no doubting. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I know,
6: that's a fault. I'm still working on it.
0: Well, we're all a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. So I want everyone everyone to uh, tell us your final comments. And then after everyone's said their final sign-offs, I'm going to play two tracks. And the tracks I'm going to play... I'm going to play My Girl because I have to play My Girl because it's just so, you know, we've been talking about David and, you know, just so everyone, you know, it's just relevant. And then I'm going to play a song by one of my friends. Um, called Teron Brooks, who was in the Temptations movie. I've actually had him on an interviewed. He played Eddie Kendricks in the Temptations movie. And I'm going to play his song he wrote called Higher Ground. And it's very spiritual and very uplifting. So if everyone wants to listen to the words, both of the songs are phenomenal. So when we finish Absolutely. off... When we finish off, as I said, I'm going to play The Temptations, My Girl, and then I'm going to play as i said teron brooks who did play in the movie the temptations eddie Kendricks, but the song and he's a brilliant singer and the song i am playing of his is called higher ground and i thought higher ground was so relevant because that's what you have to seek if you're going through uh, violence so i thought it was a very relevant song to choose to finish out the night so everyone if you want to finish out with can your just, final can thoughts I
6: you, mm-hmm. can i just tell you i hate myself but it's <laughs> my <Go> ahead. <laughs> (laughs) Go ahead. I'll tell you why someday, you know, all this stuff about the
0: songs. It wasn't even his... Anyway, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, ladies. I'll shut up now. Go ahead. But but you know what? It's so... You know, it is his voice, though, even though, you know, he... uh, You know, it's so simple. You know, my girl was such a... He might have been... not the perfect. I, mm.
6: Yeah, but I just cannot listen to any David Ruffin music ever and I videos. I can't. It's oh. just painful. Mm. So I don't want to hear it. I'm
0: going to hang up. Okay, well, we'll let you. Jenna, I love you so much. Yes. Want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, girls. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank
6: you. So Thanks for having me, We appreciate you. Pleasure to meet yeah.
0: you.
6: Thank you. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. I'll see you on my
2: Facebook page. Absolutely, Miss yes, Janice. Thank you.
6: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, love you, ladies. Love you. Bye. Bye-bye. love you. Bye,
0: bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Okay, bye. girls. Girls. So now I want you all to have your say. Uh, final thoughts about you know domestic violence and empowerment. So you know if you want to talk to empowerment too, that would be awesome. Is Taylor on still? No, Taylor actually had to go at 10.30, so she's just gone. (laughs) So, mm hmm Who wants to go? We're going to let Sharice go.
6: (laughs) Oh, hi. Hi,
1: everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, definitely Jenna touched some spots with me. Um, I never thought I shared what I did share at the beginning of the show, being a a victim of abuse with an Mm ex-boyfriend eight years ago. Um, but as I said earlier, I look at myself then, you know, I was the one that went back and went back until my life was in jeopardy, I mean, having a gun pulled out on me mm. and kidnapped. And I look at myself now, you know, I'm on a journey becoming doctor. I own a couple of businesses mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy with my life. So that's my empowerment through that whole darkness,
0: my mm. light. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's awesome. And pa- so power, to so so power to the people. Power to the people. So so now, uh, Zakia. Um, yeah, I didn't even realize I muted myself. <laughs> I was <a> <laughs> hey, <line>. hey. <laughs> <laughs> I I already alive.
2: Hey, hey. I did that
1: before. That's a
2: shame. Oh, my God. that <laughs> is so funny. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but, you know, I. <laughs> I was doing a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> so, um, just you know, being able I feel empowered in being able to have a discussion about it mm. because I've never had a discussion about it. That's, um mm-hmm. so this was actually the first time I've actually openly
3: discussed
1: what happened to me uh many, many years ago. And I think now, you know, I can say I finally have gotten over it. Even though I got out of it. Mm. I will say I probably didn't get over it. Because I wasn't talking about it. You mm. know, exactly. I'm oh, burying what it. needs to happen
0: more. And that's right. You people. need to go to therapy. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I did. Yeah. I had to go to therapy. And we mm-hmm. have our very own therapist. <laughs> 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 and I, I love that. I love having our very own therapist. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> because she so, is so wonderful. You know, did, she just like I'm, <laughs> I'm happy for the forum. And I
1: appreciate the forum. Mm-hmm. To be able to have a discussion about it. Because. Now that I can talk about it, it shows that I am really, really over it.
0: So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, that's true. Yep, so that's it for me. Awesome, Angela.
3: I would just say if you if you need help developing an escape plan, feel free to call me anytime. Uh, my my you can look me up on Facebook. The law offices of Angela Curtis. I think it's under Angela D. Curtis. Mm-hmm. I am in California, so if you're outside of California, I cannot give you legal advice, but I can help you develop an escape plan. so mm-hmm. feel free to call me anytime and I'll be here.
0: Angela is our j d on board. We love having a lawyer because she can yes. us yes and Thank and you. our very own therapist because you know that that's what we all need sometimes, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> so our, our very own therapist michelle michelle what what are your thoughts
2: um you know as as a psychologist and as a female as as a human being as as a mother mm-hmm. you know it just in all parts of me i'm i'm feeling very grateful for being here as always for the fact that we were able to have such an open discussion, Mm -hmm. um, because it's, this is a rare event. It's too rare and -hmm. it needs to happen more often on the media. Like, like right now it needs to happen. We need to be able to talk more about this and people need to be able to open up more about it so that true healing can happen on a deeper level throughout the areas, you know, throughout our country, throughout, you know, the world, that Mm -hmm. that this doesn't happen anymore, that it does stop, that we work on having this stop, that it's not just accepted as, yeah, well, this happens. No, it's Mm -hmm. not okay. Um, I am still very deeply moved by all of your experiences Mm -hmm. uh, to the point of almost being speechless and um, feeling much... Love and gratitude for the fact that you're all here and healthy and happy, and uh, I I just admire and treasure all of you. I really do. I, I really do. That's mm-hmm.
3: we treasure you too. We do. Oh, thank you.
2: Thank you.
0: I have to. I have to tell everyone listening in that. This group of Diva Docs are the best group. It's like we all just gel. We're all so different, but we're all sisters. I love you girls. I'm so happy. I love you (laughs) guys too. I like, you know, it's just like, wow. I just, it's like the universe came together and just brought all these girls into my midst that are just like my sisters. I love them. (laughs) And I feel so happy. But, but. I'm going to sign off i'm not going to say much more than what you guys have said, but just you know all i all I can say is you know if you're feeling like a victim, reach for a special goal that that no you know that empowers you if you set a huge goal for yourself and reach for that, that will start empowering you I just that, you know that's what gets me through anything that's uh not good i I become instead of being a victim I a victim, become no a victor and right. you know that's that's the thing the victim victor uh that's, that's that what right. i love about my last
2: name it. i have to confess
0: <laughs> I, I love about about my last name it's what it means it means victory well um, i come from melbourne mm-hmm. victoria victoria exactly. australia
3: <laughs> i would also like to add before we get off the line that uh you know, Delaney Gibson's song, thank you for mm-hmm. playing that. Um, even though I'm an executive producer on the album that that song is on, that song helped me. I listened to that thing probably at least 70 times before I developed the strength to finally leave. Wow. So that song really was very
0: helpful to me mm. during that time. So. Yeah. so, with that, I think that we should, we're going to hear some, so girls, tune in for the songs that I'm going to put on now, The Temptations, My Girl, and then Teron Brooks, who I love, that we should actually try and get on here, because you girls would love him, and um, you, you just would, I mean, and he's so, he's so cool, I'll try and tie it into a topic and bring him on, um, but... Any case, we're going to play The Temptations, My Girl, and Teron Brooks with Higher Ground, and we will see you all. And we've gone way over, but well, thank the- you for <laughs> all
2: of you who are hung in there. Thank you mm-hmm. yeah, for mm-hmm. hanging
0: with us. Good night, everyone. Exactly. Night. We've Good gone night. way over, but we want to say we love you all. See you same time, same place next week, nine o'clock, Tuesday's Diva Docs, and here we go. <laughs>